Hey guys, welcome back to The Encounter by Redeem LA. Today we have Joe Flo, aka Josue. And today we also have Genesis. Today we have, like always, Deb. And you have yours truly, Danny, us, me, all together. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyways, today uh, we're going to speak on a subject. Um, I think that I feel like I feel like every single podcast I, I started the same way. I feel like every topic that we, we, we talk about. It's super nice and it's like very helpful to to the youth. Mm -hmm. uh, today we're gonna speak about um, you know being in no man's land, and I think that's I think that's very important for us to understand because sometimes we find ourselves in this in this limbo, which I like to call it as well, which is when you when you kind of grow up and you don't know what to do. I call it the 18s because it's literally when you turn 18, you start figuring out that everything that you've done in high school actually matters and you don't know what to do. You know, you don't know what your future is and you just become like this person that you don't know what it is. And just so we can tie it back to the Bible. Uh, I was going to tell you guys that this, this, this feeling, this, um, how do I say this? This, uh, this, this title called no man's land reminds me of Abraham. Uh, before before God changed his name to Abraham, so it's Abraham. He lives with with this with his cousin Lot, right? And they're all living together. And it says that Lot was very very um, had a lot a lot of a lot of stock, a lot of sheep, and a lot of pastors that pastored those sheep. And Abraham was actually not bad himself. You know, he had his little his little little stock. He had like he had everything himself. And then it started saying that his pastors. Uh, not, I don't want to say pastors, but maybe their 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 hired hand mm -hmm. uh, were were getting um fights. fights. They're getting into fights, and and the the first thing that God tells them is like, you know what, you guys have to separate, separate. And then He tells Lot, Lot, where do you want to go? Choose. And He says that it's 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 so cool because He says that He chose the nice land that was watered, and it was really uh, it, that's it's the one that He wanted to be right. And then it says that um and and Genesis thirteen you guys can read the the, the story it says that uh um then Abraham settled in the land of Canaan I'm reading uh, verse twelve it, it says Abraham settled in the land of Canaan while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom it says that now the men of Sodom were wicked great sinners against the Lord so as you notice he chose he called he he got himself in a place where he was nor great nor good he was just like an in no man's land, right? Nobody had that. It was not a good. It was no. not a good uh, place, and and uh, I feel like, I, look, the Bible doesn't say it, but I feel like when you're like in this place, you're yeah. almost thinking like, what in the world am I doing here? Like, yeah. how am I how am I getting out of this one, right? But I like what the Lord says here to Abraham on, on verse fourteen. It says that the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward. And eastward and westward, for all the land you see will give I will give to you, to you and your offspring. Mm -hmm. And I love this because you can see that that Lot used his own eyes and his home perspective and his own knowledge to choose the best thing that was best for him. Great. But in Abraham, he waited until God told him, "Open your eyes, lift your head." So, so what what am I trying to say here? How am I starting this whole podcast? When you're in, when you're in no man's land, uh, no man land. I think I think the first thing that you have to do is trust 
not the process, but trust the Lord mm -hmm. and trust that he calls your head. He says, hey, 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 that's going to be yours. That's going to be yours. And that's going to be yours. And it's very important to understand that it's the Lord. It's the Lord who's going to make the way, not one of us. Yeah, like you're saying. So we have to trust the Lord because if we put our eyes on man, we're always going to fail because man fails. Man makes mistakes. God's the only one who's infallible, perfect. Mm -hmm. So we got to keep our eyes on him. And then, to, you know, to define elements on more, if you go to the Encyclopedia Britannica, it's land that's in dispute, land that you're trying to conquer from either side, the enemy and the allies. And especially during the First World War, it was very barren, protected. It was a wasteland, basically. There's dead bodies all over. And it was basically where you don't want to be. You want to be on one side or the other. But whenever the other side was lacking, you wanted to cross it to get to the other side. Mm. And what's interesting too is that when we see the Bible, the Bible compares us to land, fertile land or a barren land. And so what we have to see here, the land is ourselves. The enemy wants to take over your heart, which is your land. And God wants it too. So we got to like make a decision Who's going to take your land and are you going to let yourself, you know, be overcome? Yeah, sorry. And uh, I was talking to Josue earlier and like the characteristics I found about a no man's land is that it's very narrow. It's very muddy. And before uh, in World War One, what used to happen to this no man's land is that the soldiers will go out into this place to seek information about the enemy in that land. Mm -hmm. So, for example, let's just say Josue was planning like a major bombshell. Uh, they will send others from <clears throat> the other camp to see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And th this no man's land is very risky because there's no protection. Like, right. it's out in the open, so it's, like, very dangerous because um, this is, like, all internet stuff. But I was reading that they would also plan, like, hidden bombs under the sand. So if the enemy, enemy wasn't careful enough, what would happen was that they would, like, fall into that trap. And mm. they, would, they wouldn't survive in that no man's land. And as, you, and as you guys know, just to apply it back to what we were, were, were saying, as you guys notice, a lot let himself, he was way too, uh, how do I say this? Uh, not, not, not maybe greedy, but he was less careful wow. than Abram. You know, and at the end of the day, you guys know that a lot goes on and actually he gets a kidnap by a king or by by an enemy. Right. And Abram has to go and save That's him. Good. So just just exactly what you guys were saying, right? If you guys are not, if you guys are not, um, careful where you step you guys are not careful what you guys are doing if you guys are not careful where you guys are going and it's not and god didn't tell you to go you have you must know that just like lot uh he he fell there just also like lot put himself in the in the in the city of uh, sodom what happened the whole city uh was destroyed and not only that but he ended up losing his family, family which was his was his wife which i think that's the most important part of the family right his wife because then he goes up to the this other place and his and his daughters end up sleeping with them like he just lost everything from there yeah. on he lost everything so i think that what you guys are saying is super cool and we can apply it to how how the life of abraham only went up right. and lot came into a steep decline okay sure and that's why you were teaching us on Saturday, right? About how we have to have our growth that God called us to, you know, to grow. And right. we go to my notes right here real quick. And you told us that there's like, we have to get, you know, we have to get measured and we have to reach the perfect stature of Christ. Mm -hmm. And if you said we have length, we have width, we have height and we have depth, right? To give an example, we need depth, we need good foundation. And the way you know what your foundation is, is your intentions. Mm. When you machinate, when you think of something 
or want to do something, you always have to go back. What's the origin of your action? Because a lot of times we think we're selfless, but then we look back and then we see not so much. And then God would tell us too, like, you know, you did a good action, but the origin of that action was not good. Right. So go check yourself and before you wreck yourself. <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's why we have to be founded on, first of all, doctrine. And also not be always be led by emotion because there's been many times because, you know, some people, for example, might say that, you know, Christ came to take away all the evils of the world. He did. But not at a certain point, not like right now. Like, for example, there's a sick guy. Oh, we got to heal him. Right. It has to be the will of God. There's been many times where there's many sick and God doesn't heal all of them. For example, we go to the pool in that pool story where the angel stirred the water. Yeah. There was that's tens, maybe even hundreds of people there. Christ only decided to choose to heal one person. Right. But you could say, well, well, why would he? They're all sick. They're all suffering. But it wasn't God's purpose. Yeah. So that's what we have to see, too. Uh, I was going to say that I, I like the no man's land. Uh, I really like what Jose was saying before we started the podcast. Uh, we were just kind of chatting a little bit. And he said, like, you are the land. Yeah. And that really resonated. And I feel like a great example of this is Jonah. And I think about it like uh, no man's land being uh, like Jose was telling me, right? Like the soul, right? So one side is uh, your body, then there's the soul, mm -hmm. and then the other side is the spirit, right? Or actually, well, yeah, let's just say it like that for now. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I think uh, we can see that in the example of Jonah. Like, uh, what did he want? Uh, what did the Lord ask him to do? Go and preach in Nineveh, right? Right. And what did he want? He said, nah, I'm nah, good. So he went into this, like, no man's yeah. land. I'm going to do what I want to do, right? <laughs> like, I want to go ahead and conquer uh my my territory right he's he's moving in the opposite direction and what does god do god is so merciful in his in his awesome uh greatness right, right. he pushes him towards the the right place he's like oh you're not gonna do what i want mm -hmm. boom i'm gonna tell you to do what i want right like pretty much like pushing him to go to the place where right he direction. he does the the will of god which is the right place um and it all seems great at one point right uh he, he struggled and which is what happens in no man's land right yeah. like you're attacked um, it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's difficult. It's not, a, it's not a good time. But uh, what I think is incredible about the story of Jonah is that once he was already in the place where God wanted him, like the place where he was like, uh -huh. hey, okay, now you're on, like hey, you're you're standing in safe safe place, you know, like nice, he did it, high five. He decided to move back on his own, and I think that that's one thing that we always tend to do, right? Yeah. Uh, finally, we get to a place where we feel like this uh, closeness to God, right, and we. We stay there so long that we um, grow used to it, right? Mm. And so then we start to, um, how do you say menospreciar? Belittle. Be we start to belittle God's glory because we have it so close, right? Like yeah. the familiarity of it just becomes like, ah, cool. That's the presence of God. Nice. You know, yeah. we, we become that way. And so what we do is we move back into no man's land willingly yeah. because of the, um, I don't know, I guess you could say like maybe there's a light in no man's land. Hey, let's go check what that is. Well, what do you think is in there? It looks dangerous and fun. And that's literally like every uh, youth's thought is that everything <laughs> that looks dangerous and fun it's is super awesome, awesome. right? <laughs> and I, I was reading this thing online and it said it's like a, the, a story of a, a donkey who had um, two... Um, <clears throat> Hayes, I don't know how, what, what are they called? Two stacks of hay, right? And from him trying to decide which one to eat, he died of starvation. And that's literally uh, what the Bible says in um, Revelations. Of course, I can't find it right now. Oh, no, Revelation 3, 15 through 17. I know thy works, that, that you are neither hot nor cold. Mm. I wish that you were hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, 
I will throw you up from my mouth. And I think that this is it, right? What God is saying is, hey, this no man's land is not meant for you to live there. And if you stay there, I'm throwing you up. What right. I need you to do is get past it. Like, move, go. Define and ex yourself. Exactly. And which is kind of what um, what was happening to Jonah, right? If we see that. Mm -hmm. uh, I have another example, but if one of you wants to go. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Finish, no, go no, go, 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 go. go. Okay, sorry, it's because I was going to give another example to okay. your example. Okay, yeah. and then I'll add an example okay. to your example. <laughs> All right. So the one that came to mind right now was Moses, Miriam, and, and Aaron. So a if you guys don't know the story, so basically uh, Aaron and Miriam were like, uh, we're talking behind Moses' back, uh, just to backstory to get to my point quickly. And they were in a camp, right? They were in their own home, like in their house. And, you know, God told Moses, like, like, hey, this is what they're doing behind their back. And what happened was Miriam was, was kicked out of the camp. And where did she go? She went out of, like, she went, like, to a no man's land. But who was there to help her? Sephora? Yeah, Sephora, right? Sephora? Sorry, I get confused with Sephora. Sephora, and there's too many Sephora. One of the One of the One of the And so what happens, sometimes we think in the no man's land, like, we're going to go there, but no one's going to be there to help us. But in that process, when you're in that no man's land, it's mm -hmm. not meant, like you were saying, it's not meant for you to stay there. But sometimes it's meant for you to be there to come on, pick it back up, and then come back when you're ready, when you're healed. Mm -hmm. uh, to suffer, right? Yeah, it's like a little suffering, but it's not forever. It's not eternal. It's just, just a little tiny but bit. We're meant to suffer with yeah. Christ. Right. I wish I would have had the, I think it's in Romans where it says oh. um, <laughs> that we're like sheep led to the slaughterhouse time and time again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but then I love the honestly because the Bible just knows how to like 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 slap you but then like hug you and be like oh it's gonna it's be right. okay because then it goes on to say what will separate you from the love of Christ exactly absolutely nothing neither height nor depth uh, nor angels nor um, nor demons nor today nor tomorrow. Mom. Uh, nor the things to come. And while now I'm drawing a blanket, I love that verse. But yeah, it's incredible, right? Like it says, yeah, like, everything. hey, you're going to suffer. But even through all of this suffering, what's going to be steady, what's going to remain uh -huh. is the love of God yeah. for you. And I don't know if I can go with my, my other example. Yeah, you can. Because I, I keep thinking of it in this yeah. way of like the, the land, right? And yeah. it's either we're going to please our body or we're going to please the spirit. Right. right. Uh, and our body, what it wants is the fleshly desires. And this is what happened, you know, when Elijah um, declared and he prayed for drought, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and it was because the people of of Israel they wanted to, uh, they were praising both the Baal. They were like in a in a in no man's yeah, land, right? In between. And they were like, "Where should I go? Should I go towards? Uh, mm -hmm. Is it Baal? 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 Yeah, because oh, in español es Baal. Baal. Yeah, so I wasn't sure. A Baal, or should we do what what God what God wants, right? Yeah. A and I think it's it's interesting, right? Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but it's First Kings seventeen. In case you guys want to go look at it. Um, okay. But um, I think it's so interesting that um, God's people were suffering, right? Like, imagine not having any water. It's kind of what, like, what was going on in California. But for some reason, oh, we're not sure suffering. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, a big drought, right? Uh, right. They, yeah. What about their crops? What about how would people get things to drink? Like, now it's easy, e right? Like, even the, like, the psychological problems with it, like when you have like heat stroke, you start like losing your mind out of the heat. That's yeah. true. Absolutely. So, okay. So, uh, all of these things are happening, right? And the people of Israel know that it's because God is pissed. Yeah. That they are this, being these lukewarm people. Yeah. And he's saying, hey, hey, uh, like the Bible says in Luke 16, 13, no servant can serve two, two masters. masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God. And here it says, uh, I, I'm going to say Mammon, Mammon, I don't know. But let's replace it with mm -hmm. uh, Baal, right, for yeah. for the people here. So God is saying, like, yo, pick one. But because you're not picking me, here. 
you know, have a little taste of uh, <laughs> what life is without me. But yeah. what I find so beautiful is that um, this was for all of Israel. Mm-hmm. But do you think all of Israel was behaving badly? Elijah no. wasn't, right? And what does God tell Elijah in First Kings 17? He tells him, hey, declare the dou- drought and then go to this place. And there you're going to, uh, the ravens are going to bring you meat and they're going to bring you bread. And, and you're going to drink from like a little stream that's Provided there. Because he provides for those who pick their side. The side of God. Yes, he will never. It, uh, the Bible says, right, if he takes care of those uh, of the birds in the sky, how much more will he care for you? That matter more. Right? He is a good father. But uh-huh. what the Lord despises is that we stay in this no man's land, not decided on where to go. Where to go. So it's one thing to be in no man's land and say, oh, no, but I'm moving towards the spirit. I'm moving to the things that God wants. And, yeah, I'm struggling. And I feel like, oh, my God, I'm being pulled out. I just got shot in the leg three times. Ha. Maybe I don't have a leg anymore. Maybe I don't have an, an arm anymore. But doesn't the Bible say that it's better to enter the kingdom of heaven without an arm than yes. to not enter at all? Right. Yeah. So what are we doing? We're moving through. Yeah, maybe armless, maybe eyeless, maybe legless, whatever it is that we struggle with, right? And we got to take the parts of us that we hate, that we just, no, that we love. That we but love. God despises. despises. We take them away. We take them off, right? And we start clothing ourselves with the things as we get closer, right? You're like, oh, maybe like you pick up a little jacket or I don't know, a little <laughs> belt and tie your amputated leg. Uh-huh. I don't know, whatever it is. Sorry, maybe that's too graphic. Too graphic. Uh, <laughs> but the point is that we're moving towards yeah. the side where God wants versus Finish us line. wanting to live in no man's land and saying, mm, maybe one day I move 10 steps towards the Lord and then the next day I move 20 towards my flesh. Uh-huh. Uh, some days I'll praise Baal, sometimes I'll praise God. And that is what God despises. despises. That's when he's saying, nah, 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 you can't do this. So what do I do? I bring you drought. Yeah. And if I may, that's, that's why God wants to see that despite the drought, despite the suffering, that we keep our integrity. And that's like what's that's that's what makes us distinguishable. For example, like if you remember in First Peter, chapter one, verse four to seven, the faith is related to as gold, rare and be- and more more rare and more beautiful. And the reason why gold is so valuable is because gold is a metal that has depth because of its heaviness. But it's not like you know it doesn't weigh a ton. But it's rare enough that not everybody can have it because, for example, let's say 90% of the population can get gold, then it would have no value because it's not scarce. So it's rare enough that enough people can have it and enough can be in circulation and nobody can, like, get some for themselves without giving to the economy. And now it says faith is more valuable than gold. So that means it's more heavy, more deaf, more important, and also more rare, meaning not everyone has a strong enough faith. If you remember... When Daniel and his friends were in Babylon, if you hear the story, his friends were put in the furnace. It never says that Daniel was in the furnace himself. Mm-hmm. And if you also if you keep reading the book of Daniel, Daniel's the only one who's mentioned by his original name versus his friends are mentioned by his Babylonian names, mm. which means out of those four, Daniel was the one who was the most integral, who kept his faith, kept his sight on God. His identity. His identity. You know, you know, I was going to tell you guys with this uh, whole no man's land that you guys were saying, and I, 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 you guys are throwing like a lot of nice, um, nice uh, examples, but also it all, it all takes in order for you guys, in order for you not to be in no man's land, either you're all in in faith or all in on doubt, right? I, I feel like there's no between because no man lands is the in between. And the best one that I see, the, the best example that I found was the one when, uh, when 
Peter and all the 12 apostles are in the boat and uh-huh. there's a huge um, a storm, right? And then the one that they see out walking in the middle of the storm is, of course, <laughs> Jesus Christ, right? He's the only one that can be out there. And right. I like it because in Matthew 14, 27, it says, but immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, take heart, it is it is I, do not be afraid. This, this, is, this is what I want you guys to understand. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is, if it is you, command me to come to the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and, be, and, started, to, and started to begin to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Mm. And then Jesus immediately, this is how we know that he, he, he went to the faith, just like that was saying. He took 10 steps forward, and then he took 20 backward. And then he said, Jesus <laughs> immediately reached out to his hand and took a hold of him, saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Meaning, the only thing that can keep us in, in no man's land is if we doubt. And if we doubt is the thing that makes us sink. For example, we can see Jonah, the, the thing that happened to him, his doubt, his doubt actually ended up getting cut off early, mm. if you guys understand. So so if you guys read the book of Jonah, Jonah ends up going to Nineveh because God said, you're going there no matter what, yeah. right? Um, so he does, he prays, he he finds out that Nineveh is not the place that he thought it was. They saved, they're, they're saved, and then God cuts him off early because he's still in this whole doubt deal. So being in no man's land, number one, gets you cut off. Number two, it brings you famine with, with Elijah. But those mm-hmm. who choose, those who decide, will not go through this famine and this, and this, and this uh, how do you call this, drought. And number three was the example that you were saying, uh, what was the example you were trying to tell me? Uh, Daniel. The Daniel, right? Yeah. Which you don't go through the fire. And as you guys know, the fire and uh, and the... Um, furnace it actually it actually um is like a shadow of the the tribulation so those yeah those who stay right there will be saved but they have to go through fire so so no the no man's land causes just just to get back right get cut off early famine or or scarcity or or drought number three tribulation and number four if you do not move from no man's land you sink so you must make a decision. Either you're full blast for Jesus Christ or, no. or you're full blast for this world. There's no in between because God doesn't let you, just like in Revelations, uh, the verse that Dota was saying. It's it, God, if you're not hot, it's not like you're you're warm. No, no. Mm-hmm. If you're hot, you might as well just been cold. And if you're warm, it's like the worst thing to be. So he 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 makes a decision for you. And that's why it's so important that when we come to church, uh, we're not a no man's land as well in church, right? We yeah. can't we can't be you know let's be a family, but you be here and I be here. No, that's no man's land. You either are all in and all in for the hurt, or you're not in and you're gonna say this mm-hmm. is not my home. I gotta move on, and you're always gonna, you're always gonna be jumping from church to church. But that's what I was finding, and I, I thought it was pretty cool. Danny, can I just say something about what you're saying? Like, cause sometimes we think right that being in church means that we're not in no man's land. Mm-hmm. It means that we're going towards the spirit. But you know, this makes me think of, and I feel like we always use this example. So these people are probably already tired of us, but it's okay, guys. Joseph, right? Like, mm. what was he? He was with his family, right? And he was having all like these uh, dreams, right? Which were God, God inspired dreams. He was being used by the Lord, uh-huh. but was his heart in the right place? Nah. No, it wasn't. So he had to be taken into no man's land, and then he was tested again. Was his heart in the right place? Nope. Yeah. And he was tested again until his heart was in the right place. He moved past no man's land. And it land. was only you then know? that he saved the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
the his people. His people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only well, the known world yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and not you. only not only that, when he sees his brothers, uh, the Bible in Genesis says that he pretends not to know them. So he he wanted to go back to his old ways, but he knew that if you're going back. You're gonna yes. go back to jail, <laughs> and so so he he caught his he he Kinda caught so. his mistake, yeah. you know. So he goes that like he saw him, he knows him, and, and he ends up fixing it. But I was gonna tell you that that no man's land is so important, you know. It's so important that we're not there and we're not. Um, I feel like I think another thing is not dying there. Yeah, that's what happens, you know. Like uh, as you guys can see, also in Moses when he ends up leaving Egypt and goes and finds his wife, and he ends up um, being uh, finding Jethro and everything. The the What's called the journey in, be in between was was rough for him. You know what I mean? It wasn't easy. And what when does God call him? When he's a little bit old, right. and when he's you know not even thinking about it, but living the life that God intended for him to live. Right. So uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, like I feel like No Man Land. I think is a killer of of of, of dreams. Not only dreams of goal, because as actually even if, on your on your secular life. If you don't decide to do something with your life, you're always going to be in the middle. If you're an overthinker, I think you have to just, like I tell people that overthink, just dive in. And if you make a mistake, bro, we'll fix it. Everything's fixable right. except having you know, oh, yeah. kids, right? Yeah. I feel like if you have a kid, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's no there's, there's no, no way like, out of yeah. that one, right? You know, like like there's a mistake like marriage, right? You can't get out of that. Like, but if, for example, you go in and you buy a you know the wrong car, bro. Get in line. I did that too. And mm -hmm. you know what you had you do? You go and you return the car and you say, hey, I can't pay it. Period. And then you get a Corolla, bro. Get in get in line. The thing is, do not live in uh, in um, in no man's land. And I think, Danny, it's also important to know that sometimes we don't even know we're in no man's land. Yeah. And the example that I can think about this is, uh, or that I can think about is uh, David, right? When Prophet Nathaniel comes to confront him, is it Nathaniel? Yes. Uh, Prophet Nathaniel comes to confront him about Bathsheba, right? And what he did, how he killed oh, yeah. Uriah. Oh, Uriah? Uriah. Correct, yeah. correct me if I say nonsense, right? And he tells him like this whole like intricate story of the lamb, right? That this right. man only had one lamb. That's the one that you know he he took, and and David becomes like enraged, like how dare he, right? Like he must pay uh, four times. Four time, like, yeah, four is it fourfold? Is that what it's? Yeah, as fourfold. I say, I'm, fourfold. he must pay fourfold, right? And then the prophet's like, "That's you, right?" <laughs> and and I'm sure that David was like, "Oh my God, yeah, like, that yeah. is me, right?" And doesn't that ever happen to you guys? I feel like the one uh, the the hardest one for me is like, "Oh forgiveness, right?" Like I come to the Lord and I'm like, "Lord, you know I'm terrible. Please forgive me for this, 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 this," and mm -hmm. then everything else. And forgetting right and then he like but do you forgive and it's true the 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 one prayer that jesus taught us how to pray right was forgive me as as i forgive those who um who hurt me who hurt, hurt me, me. yeah uh, I, I can't think of the actual word, me wrong yeah. 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 no but like there's an actual word on the prayer but it's okay, it's okay. um and yeah, in that same way, right? So right. Uh, David there must have been like, oh my God, I'm in no man's land and I had no idea. Me, according to him, he's living in the spirit, right? right. He's like, oh yeah, I'm, mm. I'm doing Floating. a great job. But he's not in somebody. But this is what I love about the Lord, guys, that the Lord knows that we are, um, I don't know, maybe someone can find that. He says that um, because he knows that we come from the mud, he sees us with mercy. Uh. And oh my God, that verse always touches my heart because I like I just try to remind God when I'm really bad. I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm just mud. <laughs> you know, <laughs> love me, forgive me. You know, and it, it's in that way that God has to come and like uh, wake us up and say, Hey, you're you're falling asleep in the in no man's land. You're gonna get shot. You're gonna get killed. Mm. And then after that, it's so much harder, right? 
But of course, guys, even dead, God can bring us back because he's yeah, God. And he's what, can, what can stop him? Absolutely nothing. But the point is that sometimes we don't know where no man's land. So let's ask that our eyes be open, mm -hmm. that we have uh, no blinds uh, on our on our eyesight, but yeah. instead that we could see the spiritual realm and see where we really stand to be able to examine ourselves. Because sometimes it's so easy to examine everyone else's life, right? And to be like, oh, this guy's in no man's land. Mm. Yeah. And he's going the wrong way. But the Bible says, right, why do you see... Um, the what speck? is it the, the speck in your brother's eye when you have like a giant uh, log. log in yours right and so in that way let's learn to examine ourselves are we in no man's land or are we actually you know you know what you, you know what i see i see another danger in no man's like if you were saying right something we don't even know we're in it and somebody who made a huge some people that made huge mistakes were the, were the people of israel for example like mm -hmm. israel gets taken out of egypt and where they got where they're taken to canaan they go outside of the gates they're too big we can't take it so where do they go 40 years in the desert in no man lands so what happens is that if you remain in the no man land guess what it's not that god is not with you because god still gave them water yeah. it's not that god didn't cover them it's not that the fire no no what it is that you get comfortable there and if you get comfortable let me tell you the only thing that can take you out the only thing that can take you out is your next generation can you can you that's believe bad. that's how horrible that is? Denny, can I just say something? Like, I don't know if you Denny, guys you guys do. should all Google it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sorry. But you guys should all Google it. Like the way from Egypt to Canaan was like a straight line. Easy. Easy. Right? And what they ended up doing was like circles, was this right? like incredible journey that was so unnecessary, but it was necessary for their souls. Yeah. Which is mind-boggling to me that their promise just like for us guys our promise is right here but because our minds are so small Fixed, and yeah. our hearts are so corrupted yeah. yes and so stubborn and we don't humble ourselves and you know we don't say like lord you take control we don't trust him to do no. this we have all this doubt we have to go in this giant circle going through no man's land for so unnecessary just so that we could get to the right place, which is wild. Sorry, Danny, I interrupted you. No, no, go ahead, please. This actually is very important. So, uh, this, um, it's funny. God has really, like, taken me to this verse. Joshua 1, 9, you know, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is, where, is with you wherever you go. If you go back and you go back to the history, the Hebrew word for that is Ram Shasak Amatz. And basically what... What's interesting is that after that instance with Joshua, the Hebrews, the Hebrews armies took it as a war cry. Mm. So, so here's why it's important. That war cry means to be tenacious and zealous in heart. You need to face the enemy without shrinking back and cowering. No matter what our struggle, we do not have to face it alone. God wants the very essence of our souls to trust him in every situation. It's to move forward with spiritual boldness and with an audacity that only comes from the Holy Spirit. And if I want to give an example here, if we go to 2 Samuel 23, it talks about David's men. And that's when David wanted that cup of water. I believe it was from Bethlehem, right? Mm -hmm. And just think about it. Picture it, right? So we have David. He wants that. They're in enemy land. It was the Philistines, right? Mm -hmm. And the three men, he wished it. He didn't say, like, go get it now. They just, all right, king, your wish is my command. And so they go. They go off the end, they fight. But keep in mind, it's only three men mm. with their swords, a cup of water. They did not spill a drop. Now, think of how, how that can easily mess you up psychologically because you're trying to protect yourself and not die. You don't want your friend to die. You don't want to spill a cup of water either. 
Right. It's easily failable. It's almost impossible. But yet they make it. And not only that, <laughs> David says, this is too valuable. I got to give it to God. So just imagine you're the soldier and like, dumps all the water into land. And so, but that was not the point. The point was they were doing what they had to do. And they had that amat, that war cry to keep going forward, not cowering back, not shrinking, yeah. but trusting God with boldness and audacity that God will take care of everything, mm-hmm. no matter how impossible the situation looks. And the, I think I think uh, just to I think wrap up the whole the whole the whole topic today is I think we have to understand that it's not always going to be easy. Nah. you know, and when when it gets hard, honestly, I don't know why I'm I'm like super in this right now. Like, I feel like I feel like if you guys don't enjoy the process, it just becomes like uh, you always need to start all over. Mm-hmm. Like like for example, even even though there's something that's super simple and super hard, just the 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 main decision of eating healthy you do it for two three weeks in a row and then on the fourth week you're like i want to in and out animal style and i want to coke <laughs> and then you see what i'm saying like, yeah, and, yeah. Or, and then and then or you say okay i'm not gonna do that you go three week three weeks with eating really good and then you go and you see hot cheetos and you want to eat them with some lemon i do i don't get me wrong dude i i i love all that that's that's me <laughs> and and i i always say i was like god i was like why is this why is this why do i fail so much it's because this world this world it makes us into we want the we want the result results now we yeah. don't want to fight for anything we don't want the the minimal resistance that we get we give up right and we shouldn't be like that what we should be doing is when there's resistance just like you said you know keep going and war give a give a give a, a cry of war and continue going dude. that's the only way that's what that's what keeps us and takes us out of no man's land so guys i hope you guys um enjoyed our, our episode today i'll see you guys next week don't forget to follow us on instagram and don't forget to come with to, to our uh, youth um cons that we have every month so god bless you guys and i'll see you guys next week take care